Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. G'day guys, welcome back over the last few weeks. Uh, the worst kept secret in rugby league was that Mitchell Pearce would be leaving the Newcastle Knights and linking up with the Catalans Dragons. Of course, uh, that news turned out to be true. The Newcastle Knights announced yesterday that Mitchell Pearce will be departing them. He will be going to the Catalans for next season. And uh, congratulations to Mitchell Pearce. Uh, a pretty unreal career considering uh, where it came from. And look, I've got to be completely honest with you. When Mitchell Pearce's career first started, I was a little bit younger. Uh, I didn't really understand the sort of pressure that Mitchell Pearce constantly found himself under. And uh, I was probably a little bit critical of him as well. This is before I had uh, the Guru podcast or the Guru page or anything, but have to wear that on the chin that I was a little bit critical of him. But as I grew older, I sort of started to appreciate uh, the situation that Mitchell Pearce has been in for his entire career. Obviously, the son of Wayne Pearce. Now, I have people all the time, whether it's you know, Craig Fitzgibbon, whether it's Jackson's Hastings, whether it's Tristan Sa- whoever it is that's the son of a great player, everyone tells me that their life is so easy and they walk through everything easy. They, they, their name gets them through everything. And look, I, I would sort of opposite the... I would argue the opposite, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I think coming in with a champion name like that in rugby league puts a heap of pressure on you. There would be some advantages, yes, don't get me wrong, but I think people overlook the disadvantages of being compared to someone else, being in someone else's shadow and constantly having to prove that you're your own footballer. You're not your father's son. You're not the same sort of guy that they were. You're not the same player that they were. And Mitchell Pierce came into first grade at an incredibly young age. He, he came in in 2007. I think he was 18 years old. And when he came in in 2007, you know, the Roosters, they weren't in an overly great place. Let's be perfectly honest here. That season was pretty dog shit for them. Freddie had retired uh, a couple of years earlier, and he came straight in. He, his first game was round two in 2007, and he was the halfback of the Sydney Roosters straight away. 
Um, they got slapped by the North Queensland Cowboys in his first game, like 45 to 6 or something. There was a field goal in there somewhere. Uh, Mitch Pierce. I think it took him six weeks to win his first game of football. Yeah, he was in a pretty tough situation. Halfback at the Sydney Roosters, a club that expects success, a club that had come off a couple of years that were hyper-successful. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the keys were handed to Mitchell Pearce at 18 years old, which was just crazy. Uh, there was there was the back end of the season where he wasn't in first grade. He came back on the bench at the back end of that season. 2008 rolled around, and he was he was the guy. He was the guy in this team. He played 25 first-grade games all at halfback that season. They did make the finals that year. I believe he won his first finals game that season. They knocked over the Broncos in round one of the finals, I think it was, and they went out the next week, maybe to the Warriors. Uh, But Mitchell Pearce, I mean, he came in at a very, very young age into first grade, and I imagine that must have been tough. But whilst we're talking 2008, that was when he made his State of Origin debut as well. 2008, game three. He was the halfback for the New South Wales Blues. Now, they lost that game. I can't remember if it was a dead rubber or not. But to come in in 2008 when you're 18, 19 years old, halfback of New South Wales is pretty insane. Now, did his last name have something to do with that? Quite possibly. But, I mean, does that mean it's a positive? Does that mean to be thrown in when you're still trying to work out how to get around the first grade circuit, to be thrown into the state of origin arena way before you're ready? I think it's a pretty tough gig. He didn't play in 2009. He came back in 2010. By this point, he's 21 years old and handed the keys of the state. Um, With all due respect to Mitchell Pearce, I think he was a very talented young player, but I don't think he was ready to be a first-grade halfback at that point. Uh, He still had a lot to learn. It probably, you know, it was great for him to be at the Roosters. He always had good guys. Well, for the vast majority of the time, he had good guys around him. 2010, obviously, Todd Carney arrives. He gets to play with him. TC has a Dally M winning season. But here's Mitchell playing for New South Wales against... Five immortals for Queensland, all in key spine positions, and they're getting flogged. You know, game in series in, series out. Not, I, I shouldn't play, say flogged. They were competing in those series. Most of the time it was 2-1, but there was still a distance between them winning a series, realistically. And Mitchell was quite often the scapegoat for that. I think in his first 10 Origin games, he won two of them, maybe. But, I mean, when you look at the opposition that he was coming up against, and you look at the caliber of guys that he had around him. I mean, pretty tough gig. Like, just for example, I'm looking at game one of the, what is it, 2012 Origin Series. And Mitchell Pierce is at seven. He's got Todd Carney next to him, who won a Dalian medal two years earlier. Uh, fullback Brett Stewart, Jennings, Josh Morris, Uate. Pretty handy side. Gallon, Farah, Tamo, Glenn Stewart, Luke Lewis, Greg Burt. A really good side, but you sort of key positions. When you look at them compared to this Queensland team, Slater, Thurston, Cronk, Cameron Smith. I mean, it is just unreal to think about the talent that he came up against. They had Inglis in the centres with Justin Hodges. They had Darius Boyd, who was a Clive Churchill meddling, winning fullback out on the sting. I mean, the sides that Mitchell Pearce came up against were star-studded. Now, I remember when I was younger thinking, oh, if we had a different halfback, we'd win, because that was the narrative that the media sold us all. And if you're a little bit older than me, hopefully you had a little bit more context that could understand the game a little bit better than what I did when I was younger like that. But... Mate, the narrative was that it was Mitchell Pearce's fault, and I just found that unbelievable. Could Mitchell Pearce have played better in those games? Yes, he could have. But, I mean, he was young. He was learning his trade up against established stars who, if one of them had a 4 out of 10 game, it didn't matter. 
Because the other blokes were averaging eight, nine out of ten games each and every Origin game that they played. He he was in a very, very tough situation, Mitchell, Mitchell Pearson. He was the scapegoat for a very long time. He obviously fell out of favour in the State of Origin arena in about 2015. Played his last game there. They lost game three. Uh, didn't play in the 2014 series either, which really hurt. Obviously, they went on to win that series, led by Trent Hodgkinson and Josh Reynolds, which it sort of just built even more of this narrative about it's Mitchell Pearce's fault. Uh, he then came back 2017, won game one, had a pretty good game there, lost game two, lost game three, and it was the same old sort of narrative. 2019, came back in in game three, had a hand in the last try that James Tedesco scores to win that game. So the Origin Arena wasn't overly nice to Mitchell Pearce, realistically. Um, looking at this, he won, he played 19 games. I think he won five or six of them. Uh, all things considered, probably not a terrible record considering the team he came up against. But his last ever Origin game in 2019 had a hand in the winning try, got to lift the shield as well. So fantastic for Mitchell Pearce. He has had his off-field issues. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, you know, a few things have gone wrong for him. He served his time. He's come back. He was at the Roosters. They won a comp in 2013. I mentioned that 2010 he had Todd Carney next to him. 2030 he had James Maloney next to him, who was unbelievable that year and definitely helped the game of Mitchell Pearce. They won a premiership there. And then a couple years later, Roosters are getting close, but no cigar. Uh, the Roosters make a big decision. They bring in Cooper Cronk, uh, and he leaves to go to Newcastle. And, of course, we all know the narrative. Cooper Cronk would play two more seasons at the Sydney Roosters, and they would win two premierships. So, once again, as soon as Mitchell Pearce walks out of the building, a guy came in, and he was successful. And it sort of builds that narrative against Mitchell Pearce once again. But, to be perfectly honest with you, you could have taken any other halfback out of that Roosters team as well that were pretty much set to win a premiership and you put a Cooper Cronk into it. Um, I think that probably happens to most halfbacks, realistically. I don't think that's a fair insult to Mitchell Pearce, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. And maybe that's hard to understand. I don't know if I'm explaining it in the right fashion. But I do feel sorry for Mitch Pearce. I do think that the vast majority of the early parts of his career, he was probably a 5'8", not a halfback. I even thought for a long time he might be a 13. But this is before uh, lock forwards were... Uh, the guys that I've been talking about for a long time, they were front rowers, and you know a, a, a lot of people sort of rolled their eyes at that. But Mitchell Pearce has always been an incredible defender. He's handy with his ball playing. He's got a really good running game as well, handy kicking game. I think he would have been really dangerous in the 13. I think it would have taken a little bit of pressure off him and allowed him just to play his natural game instead of having to organize an entire team. Uh, he arrived at the Newcastle Knights, though, and he was able to step out of the shadow of the Sydney Roosters there that had sort of been cast over him for his entire career. And, I mean, we saw how important and he was to Newcastle. They are a completely different football team when he's not on the field. And I think that people people still like to sort of try and bag Mitchell Pearce and say that he can't play and all this sort of shit. Um, you know, his time at the Newcastle Knights hasn't been overly successful, let's be honest here. Uh, 2018, 19, 20, 21. But I just like you to consider this. Uh, you know, their win rate with him is a lot better than it is without it, especially last year. They won 50% of their games. Yeah, they won 12 from 24. Um, Pierce only played 12 games and he won eight of them. Yeah, so like, there's no doubt that Mitchell Pierce makes this side better. Yeah, he, he makes the Newcastle Knights a better side. He brings out the very best in Kalen Ponga. You can see that when Mitchell Pearce isn't there, the Newcastle Knights are in some serious curry. They lack a lot of direction when they don't have Mitchell Pearce. And that's because the rest of their spine is young guys. Braley's a young fella. KP's a young fella. The rotation of 5'8s between Kurt Mann, Jake Clifford, these sort of guys, they've all done well. But none of them are really out-and-out experienced 5'8s. So having Mitchell Pearce there 
has been super important. For me, as much as the Knights haven't been hyper successful over the last four years, if they wouldn't have got Mitchell Pearce from the Sydney Roosters, I've got to tell you, I don't know where they would be. I, I don't know how this would all work out. I don't know what the new car... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hustle Knights would look like in 2021 if they didn't have Mitchell Pierce. Has he been perfect? No, he hasn't. He's made his mistakes. He's had his off-field screw-ups and everything. I understand that. I'm not going to defend those sort of things. Whether or not he should have had to have gone through that in the public eye, I don't know. But that is the modern game, realistically. That's how this sort of shit plays out. But for me... The Newcastle Knights are going to really miss Mitchell Pearce. And as I always say, I always like guys like Soward. I like guys like Finchie. I spoke about this earlier today because no matter what, people are going to blame them whenever something goes wrong, whether it's their fault or not. Mitchell Pearce has always sort of been in that boat. And it's because the narrative, the, the, the media has sold us this narrative for so long. And when I was a younger, when I was a teenager growing up, I was sold this narrative 100%. I fell straight into that trap before I really understood the context of the game and the bigger picture of rugby league and the guys playing it. And I think a lot of people can probably admit uh, that they were in the same boat. I don't really remember too many people defending Mitchell Pearce in the late 2000s, early 2010s sort of thing, especially around State of Origin time. But for Mitchell Pearce, play 309 games. I think that is an incredible effort to consider as well that he's still only 32. I mean, you're seeing guys now play to their 34, 35. On average, Mitchell Pearce plays about 18 games a season across his entire year. It's probably a little bit higher. It's probably about 20 or so, I would say. Uh, His worst season as far as games played was last year. He played 12 games. Uh, That's equal with 2016 when he hadn't played 12 games, but he was suspended for half the year. Uh, For his first eight seasons, he didn't play less than 21 games during the season. So incredibly durable. And he's not a halfback that was hiding away in defense. He was putting his head where most people wouldn't put their foot, Mitchell Pierce, copying more criticism than anyone, getting himself up, dusting himself up, and keeping on going. It's like when he had to leave the Sydney Roosters. He'd been there for 10 years. He'd been the halfback for 10 years at the Sydney Roosters. And the Roosters, they're not here to make friends. I've always said this. They're in the premierships business, not the friends business. They made the decision that the best way to win premierships was to bring Cooper Cronk to the club. They did that. They won premierships. But once again, another kick in the dick to Mitchell Pearce, who had to dust himself off, go to Newcastle, get himself right, and bring himself back. And he did that. He went back. He won a State of Origin series, which was sensational to see. I think that people probably respect Mitchell Pearce now more than they ever have. And I think it's a really good time for him to depart from the NRL. I would have loved to have seen him stay for the sake of the Newcastle Knights. I think that would have been sensational. I would have also loved to see him go somewhere else. There's a couple of teams that when I look at their squad, they are screaming out for a guy like Mitchell Pearce. I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast, whether it's the Cronulla Sharks, the Canberra Raiders, these sort of teams. There's a lot of teams that Mitchell Pearce would be a great fit. I always sort of thought, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not ruling it out just yet. 
I wouldn't be surprised if you do see Mitchell Pearce. If he does finish his career in the NRL, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at the Cronulla Sharks under his good mate Craig Fitzgibbon. Obviously played a little bit of footy together in 2007, I think it was, 2007, 2008, around that mark. I wouldn't be shocked if you do see Craig Fitzgibbon and Mitchell Pearce link up with the Cronulla Sharks. But if he goes to the Catalans, he enjoys himself. He's probably going to win a Man of Steel over there. He'll be competing with my main man, Cade Cust, over there for a, a MOS. Uh, I definitely think that Mitchell Pearce is that sort of caliber. Going to the Catalans, they're a real football team now. You hear all the stories back in the day of the players. I, I hear Scope talking about it all the time, that it was party central. It was go there and enjoy yourself, get drunk, go wild. Not really that sort of an environment anymore, much more professional. And I think Mitchell Pearce, he'll fit in perfectly. He'll be stepping into the shoes of James Maloney, who's just retired there. Uh, they just lost the grand final of the Super League a couple of weeks ago. So he's walking into a good system. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if in 12 months we're talking about Mitchell Pearce as a Super League champion and a Man of Steel winner. He's had an incredible career in the NRL. I congratulate Mitchell for all that he has achieved, all that he has overcome, being the son of an absolute champion, being thrown into first grade probably too early, being thrown into State of Origin Arena too early against the toughest team that anyone has ever had to play in State of Origin history and being the scapegoat that entire time and still dusting himself off to win a premiership in 2013, go to the Newcastle Knights and be a key cog in that team wearing the seven. We're going to miss Mitchell Pearce in the NRL. I know I definitely will. Hopefully we see him back one day at one of the teams that I mentioned. <laughs>